All right. It's a shorter episode today, but we're talking MXGN. We're talking Lucas Oil Pro Motocross. We're talking Silly Season. We're talking way too early 2019 Supercross predictions with my man Billy Sharp comes on the show. I apologize. No show last week. I was actually up in Colorado dealing with rocks and cliffs on my dirt bike. It was super scary. I'm scared of heights, but, uh, you know, I handled it all right. And uh, my bike ran awesome. But, you know, why my bike ran awesome? Because of blood lubricants. Thanks, uh, Big thanks to them for supporting the show and supporting me. Uh, I rode my bike all week long, fanning the clutch, tearing it up in the rocks and the altitude. And I was like, oh, man, my oil is going to be crud when I drain it. And it, I'll tell you what, no BS. It was as red as it was when I put it in the bike a week before. So that stuff works awesome. My bike ran awesome. It was way faster. I got up the mountains quicker, and I got them down even quicker when I was rolling down the mountain after falling off. But that is not the oil's fault. That's just a skill thing. So huge thanks to Blood Lubricants. Make sure you use the promo code WHISKEY for 25% off their website, bloodlubricants.com. They'll hook you up. They hook us up. So go buy some blood. As always, Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify. Anywhere you get your podcast from, we are on there. Uh, and I really appreciate you guys listening. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Check out our Patreon account. And, uh, yeah, showtime. talking about blood lubricants blood is a manufacturer of advanced technology synthetic lubricants for the racing industry jeff green has been producing high quality synthetic lubricants since 1983 and is constantly pushing the bar for high quality oil blood sponsors top privateers like henry miller and tyler bowers and offers sponsorship programs from the amateur level all the way to the pros racing is in their blood whether you're ripping up the motocross track hitting the hills on a side by side or cruising back roads on your street bike blood lubricants has you covered with their 100% synthetic oil, specifically engineered for high-performance machines and their superior anti-wear technology that optimizes wet clutch performance and keeps your engine clean and reduces varnish. Make sure to check out their website, bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D, lubricants.com, or buyblood.com. B-U-Y-B-L-U-D.com. All products have a 100% guarantee, and be sure to use the promo code WHISKEY to receive the 25% off all products. Again, that's promo code whiskey for 25% off all products. All right, back to the show. All right, on the line with me right now, he's sick, but he's committed to Whiskey Throttle Radio. It's Billy Sharp. What's up, Billy? How you doing? Doing doing all right. I've, I've been better, but I'm looking forward to uh, to the show, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's good to have you back. Uh, I, I missed a week or two with the show. I was out in Colorado, you know, teaching the other Florida boys how to ride some rocks, so... Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. I bet, man. That looked like uh, the, the trip of a lifetime. I'm, I'm disappointed I missed it. 
Yeah, that was fun, but you know, uh, next time I go, I'm definitely flying out. It's a long time sitting in a chair driving. <laughs> oh man, I bet, man. I, that's a that's a, that's some commitment there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but hey, definitely well worth it. But let's let's jump right in. Uh, let's first off, let's recap some of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series starting 450. Eli Tomac defends his title. Um, he won by 16 points, but let's be honest, without that DNF, it wouldn't have been close. So uh, I kind of saw this coming. He didn't really make any. He had that one mistake at Red Bud, which wasn't even his fault. Uh, pretty flawless season for him. Yeah, man, it really was. I think it was much more dominant. Uh, to me, it seemed he was much more uh, excited about this championship just in his uh, demeanor and you know, I, when he when he clinched it there in that second moto, so I, you know, I, he won a bunch of motos. I think eight of the twelve overalls. Obviously, that one fluke day kind of brought the points in, but uh, man, it was uh, it was pure domination, and I think some of the best pure speed we've seen in in a long time. Yeah, you know, I, I just thought of this. I would say that maybe because you know that Supercross title is kind of out of reach for him, whereas last year he had a battle uh, Dungey all the way till the end, but maybe he had more time to prep. But I. But thinking the same thing, Marvin Muskin was had the same deal as him that he was way back, so no excuses there. And uh, you know he he killed it, man. I went to High Point in Tennessee, and dude, the guy is unreal on a dirt bike. Like he's next level, even compared to Muskin and Kenny, who are hauling ass. He's still one step above them. Yeah, I think uh, we saw everything kind of come together this year, whether, you know, he had more time to prep. Or I think it was a lot of experience involved, but uh, we saw that flashes. I don't know if you, you remember go back before his shoulder injuries on the Honda mm-hmm. when he was beaten, uh, you know, beaten Dungey by over a minute there. We saw that flash of uh, just pure speed and, and ability to lay it down for, for the full moto. And uh, I think it was well-deserved and uh, awesome year for him and Kawasaki. Um Hopefully he can keep it rolling into Supercross and not uh, kind of beat himself since he's maybe done that two years in a row in Supercross. So maybe he'll get that figured out. Yeah, and you know, and you look back at rides like, uh, was it Millville second moto and Washougal second moto when he came from way back and you're thinking, all right, Roxon's got this or Mooskin's got this. There's no way, um, you know, it, that Tomac's going to catch him. Then all of a sudden he's doing four seconds a lot faster at the end of the moto. It's, it's unreal. And that's, I mean, yeah, you can train for that, but that's just, I, I feel like that's just pure like, talent and grit, you know, just get, getting that little extra extra bit of effort just to, you know, pull that off. Yeah, I think he really wanted to stamp it. You know, he talked about that in, in the, kind of his, his championship interview. You know, he, he, he wanted to, to, to make his mark. I think last year there was, I don't want to say an asterisk next to it, but, you know, he didn't dominate. He had some head-scratcher rides and uh, – this year, he, you know, like you said, man, I don't know if we've seen that ever in the history of the sport, somebody dropping the speed that late in the motos. You know, the Stewart, the Carmichael years, they were long gone well into the moto, kind of on cruise control later in the moto. And then, you know, Villapoto, Dungey battle. But we've never seen a guy drop his lap times four to five seconds. Maybe the closest thing we saw was when Blake Baggett did yeah. it there in that 250, that 250 title run where, you know, when he got the old Chupacabra name. So, Certainly uh, one of the more dominant performances we've ever seen, you know, and uh, it's exciting. You know, he's, he's getting that Cowie figured out. I think they made some improvements on that bike side. So uh, I think the rest of the competition is going to, you know, going to have to figure it out for sure to, to beat Eli Tomac. I think he's the only person that can, can, that can beat himself. And, you know, Muskin was – I'm looking at the points right now and, like, all his results. Muskin was great this year too, you know. It wasn't like Muskin had an off year and Muskin – I feel like he's had he had more wins moto wins this year than he's had before. I don't have last year's stats or anything, but I just feel like 
he was right there in a lot of the motos, and he was definitely the second best guy all year round. But I, like I said, Tom just that one step better. So it's got to be a bummer for Marv to, you know, he put in consistent good results all year long, and just still like, like you said, even with, if that. You know, race at DNF for Tomac, and he pretty much dominates this whole series, and Marvin never never has a chance. Yeah, you, you, Marvin was the man. I mean, you, you talk, remember High Point? I think that was the only race where he really kind of broke Eli. I don't know what Eli sort of settled in, but, you know, Marvin had some unbelievable rides really fast all year. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, when, when Eli did the Millville and the Washougal, I think he sort of uh, just took the wind out of Marvin's sails, and they were all just kind mm-hmm. of scratching their heads and, dominated the mental game but all in all man marvin muskin's a real deal and uh you know to even put up to be in the conversation and take it down to the last moto you got to give the guy props whether you like him or not yeah definitely and uh hey that that battle for third was close coming at the end uh ken roxon just edged out barsha for third uh third in points by one point uh barsha really you know came came off strong in iron man going one one but how about ken roxon man uh pretty much what two years pretty much two years off the bike he rode a little bit of supercross before getting hurt again but you know and the way his season started he he looked didn't look too good and so I'm re- i was really happy for ken and i really hope he stays healthy this off season because i want to see what he can do in supercross with a full healthy off season yeah it's certainly the story of the outdoors i know we talked about it in the early shows you know he showed that uh you know how early he was going to be the real deal there and glenn helen leading i think 20 minutes of that moto didn't even have much time on the bike. And, uh, you know, he just shows what a, what a freak on the dirt bike he is. Just makes it look so easy, even when he's not 100%. And um, really, you know, like you said, if he can just keep building from this, stay healthy, uh, he's the one guy, if, if he is able to get back to 100%, that's been in Eli's head before. And uh, as a fan of the sport, even with Eli being this dominant, you know, you want to see a battle. So I think if he can keep building, I think he's certainly – he won some motos. I don't think he got any overalls this year, but still, uh, he's you know he's got to be pumped. And I think it was certainly the story of the the whole the outdoor season, kind of the feel good story, mm-hmm. at least for me anyway. And uh, how about Justin Barsha, man? Got a fill and ride in Supercross when Millsaps got hurt, then finally got signed on uh, for some of Supercross and the rest of outdoors, and goes one one at the last race. What a turnaround season for him! But I got to ask you, Billy, where is Justin Barsha at if Millsaps never gets hurt? Man, uh, you know, you, you talk about uh, filling in for, you know, Anderson outdoor. I don't know. I mean, it's a great question. I don't know. You know, Kawasaki, would they have Bowers fill in? He could have ended up anywhere. Um, but, you know, really, it's a great question. Um, I, I, my question to you is what happened to Barsha? You know, the, the whole, was it the JGR curse? Were they just doing too much to the bike? I mean, I was at the GP. I think you were there at the end of last mm-hmm. season, and I don't even think he cracked the top ten. I saw him rolling around the oh, bike. A lot of people thought he was getting laughed. A lot of people, a lot of people thought his career was over. And now here we are, a year later, and he's going one-one at a national podium supercrosses this year. Um, man, I, you know, aside from Ken Roxon, you know, you gotta, you know, and I've never been a huge Justin Barsha fan. I, I think he's great for the sport, but. He's made me a fan for, for you know, his in the rest of his career just by kind of digging deep. And, and I don't know what it is. I, I'd love to debate that. What on earth happened? How did he go so far back? And then nobody kind of, re you know, regroups and gets back all the way to the top like that. Uh, so I thought it was awesome. We talked about him getting a win, and he finally dug deep there in the mud at Ironman to go 1-1. And really, just a dominant ride. 
Yeah, it wasn't even but like. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think it was? Was it JGR? What do you think? I th- maybe you know he was. How long was he JGR? Three or four years, probably. Yeah, I think three he, years. You know, maybe it was just that you know change of scenery and having to go to privateer and kind of being like, holy shit, I need to get some things together. And you know, I don't know. I'm not saying take it more seriously because you know I'm sure no one takes it as serious. You know, he takes it more as serious as anyone else. But it was just that, you know, kind of kicking the ass, like, hey, like, I'm about to be done riding motocross professionally, you know, or be done getting paid to ride dirt bikes, you know, let me get this shit together. And I think he maybe changed some some things up on his life. I know Chris Kiefer's a big, he's real adamant on, uh, you know, the home life. I know he's got a chick now, he's engaged, maybe just everything kind of fell into place for him. I don't know. Uh, maybe it was that scare, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to have to privateer this thing. And it was kind of like that second lease on life, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a combination of being burnt out with JGR, wasn't happy. You throw in the personal life, and then you throw in maybe just a match made in heaven with that new Yamaha. I mean, right when he got on it, he didn't have much time on it, and he immediately looked like the Justin Barsha of old. So I'm sure it was a combination of all those things. And, man, I, I, I'm excited for him. I, if you throw another guy with that kind of talent that can win, you know, I always love seeing the field stack. So with his confidence back heading into the Monster Cup, heading into Supercross, I think it's an exciting time for not only Barsha fans, but just fans of Supercross. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on, Blake Baggett, fifth, uh, but kind of far away from that top, man. I, you know, after last season, he was killing it. I really thought, you know, at the beginning of the season, I thought he was going to be our, our second guy on the 450 for the nations. And I thought he'd be having moto wins and being right there with Marvin Eli. And it just kind of really didn't happen for him. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, you were, you were, I remember going back, you were a big fan, and there was a lot of talk that he had that confidence and that swagger. And I, I think we maybe saw a glimpse of it, maybe two or three motos. I know he showed some flashes there. Was it Bud's Creek late yeah. in the moto? Um, but yeah, just not the flair we're used to. I mean, we could sit here and beat him up all day. Still a top five, 450 guy, either way you slice it. Still a good year, but not what all of us expected. And I, I've yet to hear anything that there was at the bike. Was it an injury they didn't talk about? But it certainly wasn't the Blake bag that we all expected. I I know a, a guy that that was working with that team this year, and it was he was I was talking to him about, it and he was pretty much just saying like he bag didn't really know either. You know, it was kind of off, and and we we've seen that happen before, and just maybe those top guys are just killing it. You know. Yeah, certainly not uh, all the pieces to the puzzle there like like he had uh, the prior year. Um, six overall, Phil Nicoletti had that podium at Unadilla. Great year for him. Started off with JGR in the 450 and then moved over uh, for that fill and ride for Husky. And, uh, you know, his results kind of got a little bit better after that. I think his confidence came up. Pretty pissed off, though, because I heard he's going to Canada next year. Nothing against Canada, but, dude, the guy got sixth place in 450 Outdoors, and he, he's going to go ride in Canada. It's kind of sucks. I like Phil. He's good to have around in the sport, and it's it's kind of a bummer to see him going up north, but but a good, good season for him, man. Uh, six overall, that's awesome. Yeah, man, I, I think he was definitely, you know, you got to give it. I think he's the most underappreciated rider, you know, just looking back to him being a mm-hmm. fill-in rider. And, and, and I don't know the, the terms of the deal, why he was doing that uh, but then he jumps over switches bike mid-season podium six overall 
why this guy doesn't get the, the, the credibility, he, you know, the respect. Now he's going to Canada. Must have been a financial move. Hopefully it's the best move for him. I hate it, too, because I love the guy. I think he's that perfect wild card. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see him beating the guy, uh, we all know Cooper Webb got paid all the money to go to Yamaha was their, their prize possession. I mean, he beat him in almost all the motos that Cooper yeah. Webb raced there when he came back. And, and he's probably not getting a tenth of what Cooper Webb was earning yeah. this year so. And he's doing it on a bike that he had limited time on. But, you I know, mean, I, I got all the respect for the guy. I love it. Um, going to Canada, hope it works out. But I'm with you there. I hate to see it. And uh, hopefully he goes up there and dominates. Yeah, I I think he's got to be – I mean, it's it's so far away. But he's racing the – I heard he's racing the, the Supercross series. Like, they have three rounds coming up soon. He's going to race that up there. But uh, I would I would think he'd be probably one of the favorites to win the championship next year up there, if not the favorite, you know. Yeah, you, you know, those guys are going fast. Gurky, Fasciati, you know, Medaglia, there's some talent. But uh, Nicoletti, if he can get the right seat time and get the bike figured out, I mean, the guy is podiumed here, and he had some podium rides this year and uh, jumping around on bikes, filling in. So, uh, you know, I love the dude. I hope it works out. Yeah, me too. And um, hopefully we'll see him back in the soon, uh, in the States not, not too much longer. Uh, seventh overall, Benny Bloss, he had that – Third in a moto at Red Bud. Great season for him. Uh, and he actually got himself a nice ride with the BTO. He re-signed with the BTO or Rocky Mountain team now. Uh, so good for Benny. Uh, it be interesting to see him do a full season Supercross next year. I know he's hurt at the beginning, but this kid's good, man. I, we talk about it all the time, and people don't realize how young he is because he only raced like one and a half years in the 250 class because he's so big. But, you know, I can see this guy becoming like top five solid in the next couple of years, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at a factory team and, you know, the, the way that they do their budgets and you got a top guy like Baggett who, who they expect to podium and you got another guy that can throw it in that 5-10 to 10 spot consistently and he's proven that, that he's that guy. Uh, I'm with you, man. He's going to keep getting better and he, he, he probably got – I'm not saying he's ever going to win one, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, don't rule out a podium, but a top five certainly, uh, you know, that 5th to 10th place guy in a super stacked field. So I, I love him. I think he's, he's great for the sport and – uh Good to see him getting the you know the the respect with a with a you know another deal with the team and hopefully he can keep building from it. I I think like you said, man, he's still fresh to the 450 and he's got to keep getting better. Uh, Weston Pike eighth. He was dealing with a wrist injury all year long. Finally opted or didn't race the last one. Had surgery. Eighth overall. I'm sure not what he wanted, but with that injury, I mean he's got to take it. Uh, ninth. Cooper Webb came in at Southwick. He, dude, like, I don't know. I thought he'd be podium. I really did. You know, this field's not that stacked, and maybe he's just over that Yamaha and over the team. He just doesn't look like he wants to be out there battling, you know? Yeah, he certainly lost that fire that he had on the 250. It's funny that you say that because I, I, I don't know where it popped up an old uh, photo of him battling Marvin when it was coming down to the title for those guys in the 250 class. And you could just see it in his demeanor in a photo on the bike. I mean, he was so so awesome on the 250 and I, and he was so good on the 450 when DeCosta moved him up early went over and, and almost beat you know Feber yeah. in, you know overseas and I, I don't know what happened I you know a lot of injuries maybe it was morale maybe it was the team who knows it's another head scratcher hopefully he regroups and kind of pulls a Justin Barsha and, and he's not obviously to the the point that Barsha was at without a ride he's still getting a top tier ride and maybe DeCosta changes scenery Baker's and uh, I want to yeah, I want to see that fire back for sure. Um, yeah, did you see him and Marvin at Ironman cutting each other off and stuff like that? I don't. Do they realize that they're yeah. going to be teammates next year? They probably should cut that out. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then Marvin kind of threw a pretty low blow in the press conference. I thought it was goofy. You know, that's the Cooper Webb that you just kind of scratch your head. You know, it's like, what are you doing out there? Uh, maybe for the win, maybe for the title, but what were they battling for? Fifth. For fourth. So, but yeah, I don't know. And then going to Weston Pike, you talk about Pike. He got re-signed by JGR. He's another one of those guys. He showed flashes of greatness, but he's going to be in that fifth to tenth spot. Good secondary guy. Yeah. We'll see what uh, JGR is going to do. Uh, you know, with their other spot, it'd be interesting. And uh, speaking of JGR, they hauled his bike around all summer. Tenth in points, Kyle Cunningham, top privateer. Uh, good for him. You know, he's a vet. He's been on the series a long time. And uh, good, good, good for him to get in that top ten. Man, I, you know, the dude's a, a journeyman, man. I, I actually had a chance to ride with Kyle Cunningham one time. You ride with everybody. Yeah. You ride I mean, with everybody. Yeah, I, I've gotten a chance to ride with him, and it was when I was just getting back into it. And so much talent, you know, an unorthodox riding style. But, uh, you know, to see him still out there, you know, hug, you know, pulling his own weight, top ten in the points, I wish there was more guys like that. These guys, you know, they bitch and moan about not getting rides and kind of give up the uh, the blue-collar way of doing it in motocross. I think we need more of those guys. Mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's a hell of a year, dude. I mean, it's something to, to, to be proud. Tell your grandkids about, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, moving on to 250s, Aaron Plessinger, champion. Uh, dude, he won by 110 points. I feel like not, not that far, uh, from the end, he wasn't even that far ahead and kind of blew it wide open at the end. Amart struggled a little bit there at the end, but hey, good job for AP going 450 full time. Uh, killer season, man. Yeah. It was one for one for the books, obviously with J Mart and, uh, Osborne, who's probably his main rivals. I would have loved to seen those two stay healthy with as good as Plessinger was this year. It would have been awesome. Uh, but man, uh, a signature year, man. If he can cap it off at the donations and, and you know, do the trifecta, man, now he's heading in factory ride. Uh, everybody's excited for him moving to the big bike. We'll see how that shakes out. Definitely too early to tell. Um, but, man, awesome year. And uh, I can't wait to see what he does at Red Bud. I, I got this feeling, man, if he can get, you know, get a good start, he might uh, he might be able to uh, – shock the world and i'm not saying he's going to go villapoto buds creek i don't think we'll ever see that again in our lifetime but i think it'll be good yeah definitely i sure hope he does great um but yeah like you said he was really good this year and i still think if j martin osborne were still there i think he could have still won this title he was that good you know and that solid yeah he would have certainly made you know it would have been more interesting because j martin and osborne were both on rails um and I watched some vintage Osborne from last year. I don't know if you saw, he put up a post. That guy was good. I can't wait to see him. And that's another name in the 450s. I'm sure we'll get to that later. But, uh, yeah, dude was awesome. Signature year one, I'm sure he won't forget. Hopefully he can keep the ball rolling and uh, get acclimated to that 450 and, uh, you know, keep his confidence up. Um, Alex Martin, man, second over, or second overall in the points, was really close for a long time and uh, just kind of kind of fell apart from there at the end. He, I think he's crashed more this year than he's done his whole career because I never remember him being a crasher. And I think he crashed like every moto. Man, we talked about like a mystery thing with Blake Baggett, like maybe something. And I know you're right. He kind of just said he was off his game. But what on earth happened to Alex Morgan? Like you said, what was it? Southwick, he was within a, mo you know, within a couple points. Yeah. Uh, and was up there battling for the, the win with Forkner. And then I don't know if it was after that, but. I mean, what did he get at these last two or three rounds? It was he like nine nine wow. at Ironman, ten four at Buds, and ten seven at Unadilla, eight six at Washougal. 
seven two at sprint, at his home track. Like he just was off, man. Weird. Yeah, I think that I, I don't know what happened. I'm sure there's something they're not they're not squeaking out, you know, because he was he was awesome. He had some crashes, but his speed, even when you know with Plessinger and his brother and Osborne, he was in the mix, and uh, and then it just he was non-existent. So um, I would bet that something you know tweaked a knee, a wrist, and they just didn't want to talk about it. Um, and you know, with him moving on to JGR. Sure, he just wanted to part ways on a good note, and um, but yeah, either way, second the point, awesome year for a guy that was sleeping in a tent. What Nicoletti? How many years ago? In a true yeah. privateer, five or so. Yeah, you know there was ten moto winners this year in two fifties, and he wasn't even one of them. You know, I I've, I I could have sworn he won one. Man, that's a guy that fast oh, didn't win a moto, which is pretty crazy too. That's an awesome stat. When you see ten, we talked about this a lot this year. The depth from first to what going back to 18th i mean how many guys are on factory level bikes to pretend different guys to win motos man i think that is as good as it gets and i'd love to see that depth inside the 450 because i don't know if we'll ever get to 10 but still awesome for the sport man and uh you know get second in the points it's a good year for that guy uh justin cooper uh pretty much his rookie season he came at in at the end of last year third in points, and he won. A, he won a moto at, at Thunder Valley. He was good this good this year. He was really good at the beginning, and he kind of I don't know if maybe just the wear and tear of the long series got to him, kind of tailed off there at the end. But I mean, he was really good this year, and he he's probably one of the biggest surprises for me at least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm with you. He kind of faded off a little. I don't know. You know, he had that injury, I think, in, uh, in that week off or whatever. But yeah, he was. I mean, you talk about the real deal, man. It'd be his first full season. I think he's a guy you got to throw in the mix if he can put together a good off season and keep getting better. See how he does in Supercross, but I definitely throw his name in the mix to be a top guy next year. You know, outdoors for sure, and uh, I love watching that kid ride. Yeah, he's definitely going to be one to one to watch. I'm really interested. We didn't get to watch him in Supercross obviously because he got hurt, so I want to see how he does indoors. But hey, your boy, our boy, Florida boy, RJ Hampshire, came on strong there at the end, one overall. Uh, fourth in points. Good job for RJ. Yeah, did RJ ride the whole outdoor season? Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember. I know he was coming off an injury from Daytona. I didn't know if he got going there round one, but uh, couldn't remember. But man, yeah, he he capped it off with what we all knew he was capable of. I know we were there for the GP when he when he really you know showed his uh, you know his his uh, potential. Finally figured it out. I guess they made some bike changes on those Geico bikes, is what they were saying. Those guys were unbelievable there last couple rounds uh, man i, I want to see that rj for a full season i definitely want to see it in supercross big fan and uh i was so pumped to, to watch him finish the season off strong like that yeah it's always good to see you know someone from your home state coming up there and uh i never met rj but i hear he's a really cool dude so it's good to see him uh it was awesome to see him when that went at budget creek i was pumped for that uh, another guy that kind of stepped up we haven't really seen the outdoor results from him too much, but Shane McGrath was solid this year as well. Won a moto, and he also won an overall at his home race in Tennessee. So good job by Shane. Yeah, for sure. Especially a guy that's kind of been deemed like the Supercross specialist, obviously a title threat. Um, and then this year he got his first outdoor win. It was with he got his first outdoor overall, and then he got his first moto win all in the same mm-hmm. year. So we all know he's capable of it, and uh, good to see him kind of showing that grit outdoors. And uh, you know, I hope he carries it on and, and keeps building. He's another guy going into next year, you know. Uh-huh. These guys can keep building. And, uh, man, 
he's definitely got all the time. I want to see him on a 450. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be good <laughs> on a 450. Yeah, so do I. Uh, Chase Sexton, six overall points, came on strong near the end. You saw him a lot more. I think he got his starts figured out. Seventh place, your boy, Austin Forkner. Uh, he won a moto this year, had a couple seconds, but he those, – those was at three races in a row where he crashed while leading. He was, you know, on and off year for him. Yeah, he showed again, you know, his potential. We, he, he, man, he was good, and then he got booted off the track there by uh, Plessinger. I think that was kind of the end of his his flash of greatness. Certainly, some awesome motos, and we talk about this too, man. It'll be interesting to see. You know, I think he's gonna. I, I got faith in him. I think he's gonna figure it out and, and get a little more mature with his riding, and uh, and win some titles. I, I think he's obviously got the potential, but it could go either way for sure. What do you think? Yeah, he's obviously got speed, you know. Um, I, I've i heard a lot of riders don't like him. So maybe, he, you know, that will – he's a little cocky. So, I mean, you know, maybe that gets to him. But, yeah, he's definitely got, got potential. Not, not, to get off, not to get off track here, but do you think they don't like him? I mean, did you see who he was hanging out with at the X Games? I didn't, but I know they don't like him. I've heard firsthand. He was, he was with Kerry Bowling. Like they were together I there. Don't. Like I don't know if there's any. I don't. Know. Uh, maybe that's why these guys don't like. I, I don't either. But anyway, back to track. I, I hope he figures it out. I need to do both titles potentially next year if he gets it yeah. figured out. Yeah, definitely, hundred um, percent. Eighth in points, Dylan Frandis. He missed the first three. He's another guy that uh, his. By the way, his starts suck. He's probably one of the worst starters out there. Imagine if he was a good starter, he'd probably go one-one every race, but. Well, if, if he gets that figured out, he could be a double champion next year, too. Yeah, I was just going to say that, man. He's another one. But he kind of struggles with – he's had some erratic crashes. You know, you remember that crash in Supercross? I feel like when he crashes, they're big. And yeah. that doesn't really spell a recipe for champion. Obviously, he should win both titles. I mean, you're talking about a guy that got second to hurlings in the MX2 championship over there. I don't remember how many years ago, but – Hello. Team. Oh, you're good. You, you there? Yeah, yeah, you cut out for a second, but you're good. Continue. Yeah, no, I just think everything's there for that guy. I I think he wins at least one of – whatever Supercross region he's in and then or and or the outdoor title. I mean, he's that good. Um, What the fuck happened to Joey Savacci? I think he just – like you said, and I give you credit here. I mean, I – I didn't know where you got the inside information you had. Obviously, it's already been released. He's already putting in work on the 450. But I think, you know, mentally he was done. He was off his game, whatever reason. And, uh, yeah, I mean, not acceptable to be riding around out there in ninth and tenth and, you know, whatever he got. Ninth. And, uh, ninth. and he's a guy you would you think know, he was a title contender at the beginning yeah. of the season. Didn't even miss a race. And he gets ninth. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure it didn't end well with Mitch Payton, especially no. you know living at Ricky Carmichael's. But man, I give you credit. He's got the 450 ride, and he could be one. I'm not saying he's going to be Justin Hill shocker, you know. Yeah. But he's got a pretty technically sound riding style. It could. He could be as good as fifth in the 450 class next year. I'm just going out on a limb right now. That's a stretch. Yeah. No. But who knows? Yeah. You know, he might just be over the little bike stuff, and you know how like like you said, the hill just gets on the big bike and kills it. Um, 10th place, Jordan Smith, 
kind of, you know, he showed some speed during the season, but also had a couple, had some bad luck, and I think he was dealing with injury there at the end. But uh, he's another guy that I think he could win some Supercross races next year and contend for the outdoors. Yeah, I think he, I put him in that Chase Sexton, that RJ Hampshire, all the potential in the world. But some days they just make you scratch your head. And, uh, you know, hopefully he figures I think it's a big year for him, you know. That, you know, you, you don't want to end up being Martin, you know, Davalos in yeah. the 250 class for, for, <laughs> for your whole career. Yeah, definitely. All right, that was uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross. Let's let's put it on to MX Nations. It's a month away now, and uh, we got Tomac, Plessinger, and Barsha. How do you like our chances? Man, we got to be the heavy favorites, especially oh, as well as all three of those. All heavy. three of those guys are. I don't know about I'm heavy. going heavy. Dude, Fran- I'm going heavy favorite. No. France France is good. Yeah, I don't know. The reason if they would have had Marv yeah, in uh in Fabers, Fabers, if they had Marv's in Faber's place, I'd be I'd be scared of France. But Faber just hasn't been the same guy. Um you know, that's just my opinion. I think we're the heavy favorite. Uh it just depends on if Eli, you know, lets his ego get in the way and him and Hurling's uh, you know clash i'm i'm this is a bold statement right here very bold i'm gonna say this right now though hurlings and tomac never come close to each other on the track i'm gonna say state that right now why that's a buzzkill dude don't even say that i hope it doesn't happen but dude tomac i I, although that it is a great start and we did see him do a lot better on the greats and supercross but the dude cannot he's her, I feel like Hurling is a great starter, and Tomac is not a great starter at all. So who knows if we even see them? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it would suck. We got three chances at it, the qualifier and then the two motos. But, yeah, with Eli, he's not able to get off the gate. You know, will we see him drop the hammer? I think we see a more conservative Eli if he's not able to get off the gate. Can he still win if Hurlings gets out front early? Probably not. Maybe catch up to a second or a third. Um I don't think he's going to go Mach 40, you know, with eight minutes to go in the moto and run Jeffrey Hurling down. So you're right. He's got to get off the gate. But, uh, yeah. But we can, yeah. we, we can never see it. We can never see it. But uh, I'm hoping – Yeah. And, and the other question is, what if they are together? Is, is, is Tomac going to send it? I mean, Hurlings, he doesn't have to beat Hurlings for us to bring the – I mean, Hurlings has a, probably one of the better teams he's ever had. Yeah, I was going to say, but, they're, they're uh, good this year. They have a good team this year. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be great. It's going to be – hopefully in the qualifier they just send it when it doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah, that'd be sick. You know, I can't wait to go. It's going to be awesome, and I hope we win. What's it been, five or six years since we won? Oh, God, it's been too – I don't even like to think about it. It gets me angry. Uh, so who? what's your podium for donations? Not in any order, but your top three teams, I guess. We'll go with that. Yeah, you you gotta go. Uh, you gotta go. France, USA, and uh, the Netherlands with uh, you know Calvin Blandrin, who's won motos over there, using his dual citizenship, gonna be riding for the Netherlands. There's your top three. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. In any, that's big for them. That Calvin Blandrin, that's huge. Yeah. Because now they're very competitive. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and and especially after what you just said about the starts, I say, I say Jeffrey Hurlings goes one one in the MX one class. I'm going to stamp it right now. The guy stamp is it. just I, – I mean, unless Eli gets a start, but I just don't – I'm with you. He just hasn't gotten a start. 
Uh, it's almost like he doesn't ride. It's almost like he doesn't ride as good when he gets the start. But we'll see, man. I, I'm going to be there screaming my lungs off, and I wanted to see a battle. I want to see Plessinger, you know, not get a terrible start and lay wood on the 250. And I and I think Barsh is going to be a dude steps up, good. and he's really good good at red bud. Um, I uh, I also think Germany's going to be good. They have uh, Roxen for the first time in a while, uh, Max Nagel, and then. Uh, Jaco- Henry Jacoby, who's doing pretty damn good in MXG right now. I think he's like sixth or seventh in points. So he's having like one yeah. of his best years. Nagel's solid. And then Ro- it's Roxon. You know, he's as good as anybody on, on a given day, you know? Yeah, now it, it'll really be up to Nagel there, like you said. If he can put in one good moto and then, uh, you know, Jacoby can put in some, you know, third, fourth places in the MX2 class, which will probably put him, you know, in that 9 to 12 spot overall. In the moto, you know, yeah. If if, if Nagel can have a freak ride and put in a seventh or a sixth, and then Roxon podiums both his motos, yeah, they could podium for sure. What about uh, Team Puerto Rico? Team Puerto Rico, man, I <laughs> I'm excited. I you know I think uh, I, I will they make it into the the, the motos? Who knows? Um, I heard I they don't. They can't. I heard they don't want to make it in the into the motos. Yeah, I'm I'm not buying that. And then you got Pastrana out here saying that he's not going fast enough to be anywhere near the top ten. I, I just I'd love to see Travis get a start and just he's not show flat. I don't, Pastrana can't race two races, dude. He's too beat up. Yeah, I agree. I mean it's gonna be good entertainment. I just hope he gets a start and like shows vintage speed like for two or three laps, you know? Yeah, and don't forget he's on the T fifty two stroke. Yeah, he put out a post recently that he might be riding the 450. Oh, really? Did you okay. see that? I didn't yeah. see that. Hey, I want to throw a curveball at you that I missed. Uh, a rare prediction, a bold prediction. All right, let's hear it. You said you said you won't see Eli and Hurlings clash, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which I'll give you that. You might be right, but I'm calling it right now. Uh, bam, and I want this to go on record, okay? Okay. I'm calling a Bam Bam and Hurlings clash. Yeah. I I'm saying Bam, Bam Bam gets a start and just sends it. And it might cost us the overall because he's going to absolutely send it. And let's make no mistake about it. He probably doesn't have anything for Hurlings. But I'm calling Bam Bam full send first 10 minutes of the moto, him and Hurlings, something, something to remember. I, I can see it. So I, I'm going I'm I'm to agree with you. I can definitely see Bam Bam getting the whole shot with Hurlings right behind him. Because Hurlings, I don't, he, at least in the 250s, he was kind of a dick. And he was a, oh, yeah. he rode a little dirty. And so did Bam Bam. So, you know, maybe that old their old selves just come out and it's just total chaos. Hurlings goes down. Bam Bam goes down. Um, the Nat, or not Nagle, Fevra or the other guy go down. And then Team Puerto Rico wins the overall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, just think if if Hurlings and Barsha race the whole season together, how many freaking run-ins? Because Barsha gets such good starts, yeah. you know, and uh, that would be one for the books. But I'm I'm calling that stamp, and I hope Barsha throws him, you know, gives him a good battle. But I hope he didn't, you know, obviously blow it for the team by just letting his ego get the best of him, which is very likely to happen. But yeah. anyway, yeah, then uh, DeCostro would be really pissed. Um, all right, well, let's uh. Let's move it on to silly season. I saw today on Instagram, Mookie, Tomoto Concepts. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, you know, I, I got excited. You know, my Mookie fever came back, and let's make no mistake, I was a – I don't – do you remember the 139 black Suzuki yes. and the O'Neill gear? I yes. mean, are you a true Mookie fan? Okay, Arma I go that far. That was before the dreadlocks. Yes, Arca Energy. I've been a Mookie fan since day one. I was saying this guy could win when he was on that piece of junk Suzuki. Ends up a 250, you know, Supercross champion. Why – you know, and then I see the ride is like – Oh, a uh, support ride for the off-season races, and I'm like, wow! Like, what? What does this guy got to do? And I understand there's some dynamics with the family with Mookie. Who knows? But I'm disappointed that it's not like a committed ride. It's some test BS without you know, because he's gonna be good on that Honda. But I can't. I don't know what it is. If you have some more information than I do, there's a lot of speculation on why Malcolm Stewart can't get a ride. But I would bet money that he beats Joey Savacci six out of ten times in 450 mains if he had like equipment yeah definitely for sure I mean Mookie's he's good and I think the one big thing is like he says he he would ride outdoors but I don't think he wants to ride outdoors and that's a big thing and he's a damn good outdoor rider I wish you would see him outdoors because he's ridden it for the, uh, for dude, the he's, TLD he's, team he was hauling ass was getting podiums He's incredible outdoors. I was at Bud's Creek. I, you can go back and pull these results up. I don't remember the year where he got third in a moto and was all over his brother's ass the whole mm-hmm. moto. Yeah, he fucking. And he's in the four, he is a bad dude. He's got freak talent, the personality flaws, or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but I'd love to see him commit, get the ride. And I think I'm not saying he's ever going to win. I think he could win a heat race. Uh, but I, I certainly think Malcolm has podium potential in the big boy class. Yeah. Oh, one one hundred percent. The dude, it just, it's like a, his brother, man. It's just you watch him on the bike. It's just talent. That's pure talent. You know. It's it's ridiculous. I, but to answer your question, I was excited, and then I read the actual article in the press release, and it went from like total buzzkill. So I, anyway, I hear though it's he's gonna have the supercross ride too. Just I hope so. I, I hope so. Uh, your boy Cooper Webb going to KTM. Going to be at Baker's Factory with, listen to this, Muskin, Webb, Anderson, and Osborne, all on 450s, all on Baker's Factory. Tempers are going to flare. It's going to be, there's probably going to be some beatdowns at the Baker's Factory. Right, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Definitely interesting. Yeah, I, I certainly, I know last year you had the Muskin, Anderson, you know, whatever debate, how they kept that going. I don't see how they keep those four. I, I just don't see it. I, and not only do I not see it, but I don't like it, those guys training together. I want to see that fire back in the day. You know, I don't like the Chad Reed, James Stewart. I, you know, I want to see that competitive. You know, the training together, mm-hmm. I don't see how they keep those four. I, what do you think? I, I don't see that working out from yeah. a practice standpoint. Yeah, I Someone, someone's gonna get pissed. Someone's getting punted over a berm. It's gonna be, I don't know. It's gonna be pretty crazy. Um, did you see Chad Reed's Instagram post today? I saw it. I, you know, I'm testing the waters. I, I think, I think that's a lot closer to, to happening than we think. Um, you know, I, I think it's a good move. You know, you're gonna have Hill and Pike and Reed, and I think, uh, I think it'll be good. Yeah. And, uh, last time Chad rode Suzuki, went, he went pretty damn fast and almost won championship. So Dude, we didn't even talk about Chad Reed's Ironman ride, bro. Yeah, that, that was, was good. Sick. That, was, that was awesome. Especially in those conditions, right? I mean, those are grueling, like 
Those are like FTR hair scramble conditions, you know? Yeah, that's what uh, Dylan and Bryce were talking about. They were like, yeah, it's damn jeans you see out there. <laughs> but yeah, man, I hope they pull the trigger. I'd love to see Chad Reed, you know, all this BS. And I just want to see it a done deal. I, I hate this speculation. We, How many years in a row have we been guessing what Chad Reed's going to do? Yeah. You know, let's just cut to the chase, get your testing, come out. And, you know, it, we all know Chad Reed can just, hit that magic button and you know who knows maybe he'll podium one this year yeah i was gonna ask uh chattery podium next year i'm gonna stamp it i'm gonna go at least one it it depends i mean if they lock it in and quit all this happy horse shit yeah i think he's capable i, I mean it's no easy task buddy we run down the top 10 right now it's gonna be stacked you want to run down We're the run, run down the top 20 are you ready i'm gonna do it right now let's go all right tomac Muskin. Anderson, uh, Roxon, Barsha, Webb, Chad, Mookie, Plessinger, Osborne, Hill, Savachi, Seeley, Wilson, um, Bowers. Who oh, else? God. That's that's fifteen right there. I'm I'm definitely missing like a bunch of good dudes. Oh, Pike. Did you did you say Seeley? Did you say Bogle? Bogle, Pike. Um, I can fill out three more factory dudes. I'm sure. I'm just blanking right now. Marsha, uh, I said that, bro. There's just a Did lot. Okay. A lot. Of, oh, Brayton, Brayton, who won a race last year. Oh, Brayton, Brayton, man, he is an ultimate wild card. Yeah, it's just I saw some. Uh, someone posted a list of like the potential starting gate for. Well, and and, and think unreal. of it like. Think of it like, oh, you Bloss. You're forgetting Bloss and Baggett. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Bloss and Baggett. There, it's 20. It's 20 dudes. Yeah, so so here's the way I look at it. If you go through that list, okay, of course you got these these rare guys that never really rode the 250 class, like Bloss and Pike, right? Mm-hmm. But all those guys, almost all of them have won 250 titles. Yeah. You know, and it's like you got, man, and, 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 and you know, Josh Grant's a wild card. I guess he's going to retire. But he's another name you could throw in the mix, right? He could he could pull a rabbit out of his hat and end up, mm-hmm. you know, pulling out a couple fifth place rides. But all these guys, a lot of how many of them have two fifty titles, two fifty wins? Um, that's what gets me so excited. I want to see all these. Oh, I don't think you said Roxon, did you? I did. I think I don't know. Did I this? can't keep up. It's too, so many of them. I know. So so yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm the wild cards are going to be how good is Osborne? How good is Plessinger? Can they get that confidence? Can can uh, Cooper Webb get his swagger back? If those three things happen, and and it could be the wild, wild west in the 450 class that we've all always dreamed about. Uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna be unreal if it, everyone stays healthy this offseason, which probably isn't gonna happen because third point racing. <laughs> but uh, it'd be unreal. Um, 250. So I. Teams are pretty much staying the same. A couple guys here and there. But one guy that I'm really interested in is Hunter Lawrence. He's riding for Geico next year, coming over from the GPs. Had a really off year this year on Honda, but we saw him last year at Jacksonville hauling ass on that outdated Suzuki. So you know he's going to be good. Yeah, man. I, I, You know, he's got that kind of swagger on the bike that, you know, you look at him ride and you just say, you know, I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, and I know Australian guys kind of have a supercross, you know, they have a supercross scene over there. Mm-hmm. So we'll see and we'll know pretty quickly. But man, the 250 class is going to be awesome, man. It's, you know, it's the depth of it. Hopefully these guys can stay healthy and, uh, 
you know, I, I think there's a lot of guys you're going to have your usual title favorites. Hopefully, Adam, I'm pulling for Cincerillo to finally get his title. And, and um, you know, he, he needs to. He needs to get a title and move up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, AC is definitely one I'm looking at, too. Uh, before I let you go, let's do the way, way, way too early 2019 Supercross <laughs> predictions. Give me your top three, 450. Um, Tomac, for sure, is going to be freakishly good. I, that, that, they seem to love that new bike. I think Anderson will back it up. I think he doesn't want that to be a fluke. You know, I think Jason Anderson is going to be really good. And uh, and Ken Roxon is going to be really good. So I'm going to kind of go a little basic there, but those guys are just so good. I think Barsha wins a race. I think Plessinger will will show flashes of greatness. I think maybe mentally it'll it'll test him. But yeah, that's my my usual suspects. Obviously, Marv's going to be good. I really look for Cooper Webb. You know, this is a make or break year. If he can get that swagger, a la Justin Barsha, and just get the Coop Mini Coop fever back, uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to agree with you, but I have him in a different order. Be, this is, it might come as a shock, but I'm going Ken Roxon, 2019 Supercross champion. Going to have a full off season. The arm is going to be awesome. He's going to haul ass. Then I'm going to go Tomac, only because he's going to have one or two bad races, and then Anderson third. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, that could very well happen. Ken Roxon. I literally just get bored and pull my DVR and watch, and you watch him ride a motorcycle, and you're like, you just—it doesn't even make sense. He's going that fast; it makes it look so easy. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I would like to see that too, and I think that new Honda is really good. I actually saw one today in the showroom, and uh, you didn't buy it. So yeah, man, I, I'm not, but I love it. I love it, and uh, I, I'd love to see that. I want to see. I really want to see, and I'm not even a huge fan. I for the love of the sport, I want to see Cooper Webb get the swagger back. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, it's always I, good to see other guys mix up in there. So, it seems like Jeremy McGrath, um, number two on that KTM. I You forgot. Uh, I just thought of somebody else. Brock Tickle. Yeah, who knows? Brock Tickle. Who knows? Mookie, Mookie. Uh, right? Yeah. Vince, Vince, Vince Freeze. Vince Freeze. <laughs> it's, it's unreal, dude. Alex Ray. Dude, making a main event, if it stays healthy, is going to be – no easy task. And I know we say that every year and then five guys get hurt, but still, yeah, it's awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be awesome, man. I, I'm really pumped. And uh, I just want to see, I, 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 we have to see, I guess we can debate the two fifties when we see who's on what coast, but I, I think since Cirillo and Ferrandez, Forkner, yeah, guys got to be your title. I was going to ask, give me two, two fifty guys. You think that could, since we don't know the coast that could win championships. I have uh Cincerello McElrath. Uh, Makarath's got to win one, man. That guy's so good. Um, I think I think you're right. I think Cincerillo's got to win, and uh, you know Star Racing's got a good team, and uh, they got some guys that can win too. And, and, and throw out R.J. Hampshire. What's yeah. J. Mart doing? Do, do we know? Honda, Geico, two fifties. Is he is he staying down? Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. go J. Mart. And, yeah, they got to let him ride some four fifty rides again. Hopefully, he rides Daytona again on the on the big boy. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I doubt it, though, because I'm, I'm sure he's going to ride East Coast because of uh, his injury. I don't think he'll be ready for West Coast. You got any intel on Dean Wilson? Is he going to get a ride? I'm hearing he's going to be the third Husky 450. They're going to put a third bike under for him. God, if they do that, I would be so happy. Yeah, same here. Uh, last thing, 450 Rookie of the Year. You got Osborne, Hill, AP, or Savachi. Who does the best out of those Man, four? Dude, that's... 
That is so tough. Um, dude, we didn't even talk about Justin Hill. I would literally not be surprised if that guy wins a race. No, I wouldn't. I, 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 were you at Tampa, dude? That guy was hauling ass. I mean, I, that, that that guy could win Anaheim 1 and be like a Ryan Dungey. Yeah. Like, or remember Grant. when Dungey just came out? Remember when Grant won yeah, for like, JGR? I, I got, yeah, I got to go. I got to go Justin Hills. We've seen too much of him. It's kind of, I have no idea what Osborne's going to look like on a 450. Such an unorthodox riding mm-hmm. style. Plessinger, Plessinger, who knows? Yeah. You know, he can't get, he can't get starts, you know? I have Osborne just because he's solid. He's older. Uh, he's been around for a long time. Hill, AP, and then Savachi in that order for those guys. But it's a toss-up, honestly. Like, any of those guys could be, be the top one, you know? Dude, Sabachi could come out and shock the world and be a Justin Hill in the 450. He's, like, got, he's got to do something. Because <laughs> if he doesn't have a good year next year, I don't know. He's, he's going to be without a ride. And that bike looks good. I got to be honest. You know, that bike looks good. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm stoked. I think it's good. Hopefully they all stay healthy. And we'll, we'll get to know a little bit more probably at the Monster Cup. And hopefully we can we can debate it then. Yeah, we'll we going? Monster. Why don't we do Are it? Are you flying us out? Well, I was just... I just threw out to say, why don't we do a live from the Monster Cup show? Let's do it. Do buy, it. Buy my plane ticket. Are we gonna do? Let's do something at the Nation for real. Let's 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 do that. That'd be fun. I'm down. I don't know if I'm flying out though, because I got this new job. So who knows? Yeah, congrats on that, dude. Awesome work. Thank you. Mad props. Thank you. I'm gonna miss you at the FTR hair scrambles, but uh, you know I'm sure we'll stay connected on you're, that. You're gonna be pumped. I'm not FTR anymore. Not there to whoop your ass. Uh, you're right. I am. I was looking forward to running you down from two minutes behind and flicking you off on the way by, but uh, I got have those moments. What What is up with you posting double A or A open on your social media, bro? You know damn well you're not riding double A. You know I. You know damn well that I am. You're not. No, I'm not. You're right. I I, uh, I went through what well, you know. I happen to have uh, you know the the, the family are close friends, and they talked me into it. I was putting in a lot of work, and then, um, man, a lot happened since then. Literally, I, I work and dad life and all kinds of things thrown my way. And there's, I, I haven't even looked at my bike in three weeks. So we're gonna ride plus thirty and have some fun and run Alex Luger down from a minute behind him and. Uh, try to run cody thomas down from two minutes back and just uh you know hurt some feelings all right well i'll be checking on the score so if you don't win plus 30 then we're gonna have a problem winning plus 30 is no easy task no, okay no. you got uh, you got you got some fast guys yeah that's that's that is true so you'll probably end up third place or something so <laughs> dude i'll take it i'll take it bro <laughs> All right, Billy. Thank you so much for doing this. Even even though you're sick, which I'm I'm calling bullshit. You sound fine. Uh, but uh, all right. Well, I I appreciate you letting me be a part of the show, man. It was an awesome first season, and uh, I I think we keep this rolling. And good luck, and like uh, stay in touch, my man. I will. We'll see you at uh, the nations. All right, buddy. Later. Straight caught up in the game. My life won't be the same Straight caught up in the game My life won't be the same
living the life, that's how I live Try to get out, tell me how to survive without my crew Armani's, Ferraris, casinos, hitting jackpots Good luck, I think not, we own the car from block to block City to city all day, every day It's like a celebration for the criminal nation Hey, me wife and kids, that's what I need Wanna go out like a man, try to understand without blood on my hands Dear God, please save my soul, I put the rest on hold Not seven, I still got time to reach heaven A million reasons to get out, choose one, there's only one To put the nine millimeter to your dome, then you're gone Did I do right or wrong, tell me I might drop some tears from my eye, but you never see me cry Champagne, spit rhymes like crazy insane LA to Stocktown, different players caught up in the same game Am I right?